0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Across the Podcast with Dave. And Abby. We apologize for being away for so, it's been like over a month since we last recorded, but life gets crazy. It was the holidays and it was just, you know. Illnesses. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's, this time of year is just tough in general to, and in fact that we live in different continents, doesn't make it that any that. easier.
1: Time differences
0: are horrible. Yeah, I mean, at least it's only five hours, it could be worse. Yeah,
1: makes the math easier to do.
0: It does. Sometimes I forget that you guys observe daylight savings at different times than we do. So, like, there's a point when we're separate by six hours or whatever, how the math works. And that confuses me. So, you know, on an interesting armorway fun fact some of the states in the United States don't actually observe daylight savings time. Um, Which is confusing. Because then when you fly there, like, you don't know what time it is. I don't know. I've not gone to, I think it's Arizona and Hawaii, I think there are two that don't do it, and I have not been to either, so I don't really know how that works. Thank God for cell phones, because they're, you know, cell phones are by the satellite, so it would fix by itself, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I'm very thankful that, that cell phones do the time change all by themselves, because I would just forget...
0: I wait to work today. I'm not late. It's nine o'clock. No, it's ten. Well, excuse me for forgetting daily savings time. Okay, well, gotta be an adult here. Ugh. You know, I've the daily savings time was done for reason to uh, help with the growing season, but I feel like now, is it really necessary anymore? I don't know.
1: But are you, are we gonna really be able to just stop it?
0: I mean, I suppose you'd just be like, okay, guys, I mean, because time is a construct, by it's a construct anyway, so I mean, it's like, whatever. We'll see, you know what? This year, no more savings time. must be 3 o'clock at 3 o'clock all year long. I mean, you could do it.
1: But that would take a lot of coordination, and that would be very, very confusing for a lot of people.
0: Well, I wonder how many countries in the world could do daily savings time, though. Like I, so you guys do, we do.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know if Canada does. Or Mexico. I don't
1: know. That would definitely be something to research. Right. But suddenly, this episode has gone very off topic. Right. Right.
0: <laughs> yes. Well. Okay. <laughs> this, this episode is about um, reading books. Books are fun. Um, I read less than I should. I'll start off by saying that. Although I have read two books this year so far, which is pretty oh, good, good job. for me. I know, right? Um, I've read
1: about five. Maybe more? I've lost track already.
0: See, I used to be a voracious reader. Then I went to college, and then it stopped. I remember getting back to where I used to be before college. So, like, I don't know. I used to read fast, but I just don't know anymore. Now when I read, it's I just read slowly. So if I don't read that much, cause it takes a long to read a book, I'm like, uh. I could read this if so I could synopsis it and get the gist. Also, I read mostly nonfiction, which, granted, I love nonfiction. But it can get pretty dry. Yeah. Um, so if I read more fiction I can read fast, I, I I do read fiction faster than nonfiction. I haven't noticed that. So that part is a very, very true. Um, but yeah, what have you what have you read recently? That you like the to tout for the world?
1: Okay, so um, so we've had this episode planned for a while, and I was like, oh, I'll just talk about the first book I read this year. Um, which is called um, An Ode to Love, and it's by a friend of mine, actually, Sarah Dickey. Um, And it's beautiful. It's a little, it's it's a poem-type thing that is an ode to love, and it's wonderful. But then I read another book. Um, So I started into Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell, who wrote Eleanor and Park, um, which I prefer. Um, But I really liked Fangirl the first time I read it, but the second time around is so completely different that i'm i'm it's not that i'm not enjoying it as much it just took me longer to get into the actual book um but then i was like okay maybe i don't want to talk about this one so i was in a jane austen mood not too long ago so i have this insensibility and I started I'll just talk about persuasion because Jane Austen is awesome. But then I was like, you know what? I should stick to what I know best and because I'm going to a um Harry Potter exhibition that they're having at the British Library um in 2 weeks time I think it is now, yeah. And I figured, well, I'll just reread all of the Harry Potter books and so I can talk about them.
0: that's yeah, so easy to do, you know.
1: I know, they're so. it is, and they're, they're so dear and dear to my heart, so I am currently, um, at the end of the fourth book.
0: And also, how far long ago did you start reading them?
1: It's a couple weeks.
0: Okay, well that's not as fast as I thought it was, okay.
1: No, and also, I should add, um, I say reading, I, I do a mix of uh, actual books and audiobooks. So when I say reading, I can sometimes mean listening and with the Harry Potter ones I mean listening.
0: Hmm, okay. I see. I can't do audiobooks cuz they like I can I love podcasts, of course. Um, but listening to audiobooks, I just I know I can read faster than they talk and it drives me crazy. I don't yeah, I don't know. I've tried audiobooks and I'm just like uh Top of that, too, like, the character's voice are being voiced by somebody's, somebody's real voice, and then I can't, like, I imagine the voices sound differently than they are on the audiobooks, so therefore, if I listen to it, I lose my ability to make the voice sound the way I want to make it sound, if that makes any sense.
1: It does, and to each their own, I know quite a few people who just haven't tried audiobooks, or haven't found a really, really good one, um... Or just really don't like them in general And that's that's fine Everybody has their own preference I personally love audiobooks But I, I do have to say Some of them The narration can be a bit bland And yeah, different than you imagine it um, However, some of them Are just fantastic So uh, a couple years ago I saw that David Tennant narrated The first um, How to Train Your Dragon book Hmm. So I had to give that a listen, and I, oh, it's just—it's one of my favorite narrations of a book ever. It's so funny.
0: I didn't know it was a book. I've seen the movies. I didn't know it was a book. Oh
1: yeah, surprise! It's actually a book series. Hey, check your local library. They
0: might have it. You know, just maybe, maybe. Um, so <laughs> my, my reading, um. I, the first two books I read this year, the first one was a history, of, a book about the history of Christmas, which was fascinating, because I didn't know that, that Christmas was banned for the longest time in England and in Scotland. It was actually banned, and actually for hundreds of years it was banned in Scotland, but England was during the Cromwell, because Cromwell's a jerk. I don't like Cromwell. Somebody might, but I think he's a jerk jerkface. I love
1: Cromwell, but yeah...
0: So, but it was a really interesting book about the history of, like, Santa Claus isn't really that old. I didn't really realize that he's he's not really that old at all. I'm like, I thought he was really old, but he's not. It's like an 1800s creation thing. Um, but it was a fascinating history book. And it was actually, it, it was, it was a slow read for it, but it was very well written. It's just, there was so much content that you had to absorb but I had to read it slowly. Um, but very enjoyable. And I like Christmas, so, you know, no harm, no foul there. The other book I read was, I I do book reviews now um, for a library book magazine here in the States. Anyways, I got a book assigned to me that I read. And funny enough, because this is super embarrassing for me, in 28 years, I've never read a sex scene in a book. This was the first time I read a sex scene in a book, and I couldn't help myself but blush. I was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. I was like, whoa, boy. And like, I don't have a problem with you know sex scenes movies whatever you want to do i have never read one so when i got to it i'm like oh this is happening and it was just very very awkward for me although i will say it it was very well written and tastefully done like i was like you know this is this is a nice passionate love scene this is nice but it just i've never experienced it before it was just very very weird to read it
1: were you like were you reading it on your own, or were you, like, in public blushing
0: because you were reading it? No, I was reading in a home. Okay. But still, I just... I, I'm, I'm a very awkward person, so anytime... Even in movies, I get kind of awkward in sex scenes and movies. Um, I, I once went on a date with a girl, first date, to see a movie, and there was a sex scene in that movie. That was not a good choice, mind you. I was just like, oh, well... I didn't know this was in here. For record... It was her movie choice, not mine, so I feel like it was, you know, I feel less awkward by that, but still, it was just awkward. I'm like, oh, man, this is just, yeah. So, yeah, that's my...
1: What was the book called?
0: Uh, It's called Crossing the Line. It's uh, not out yet. It's not going to be out until, like, this summer. Okay. Yeah, it's, a, it's basically, like, obviously, well, yeah, it's basically a traditional YA novel. It has some comedy, some... Oh, okay. Violence, some sex, you know. Um, Yeah, it wasn't like it was. I said it. We'll see what happens. I don't know if they. I'm supposed to talk about the book apparently before it's out. It's like part of my. Understandable. What?
1: That's understandable.
0: Yeah. Right. So, but I really enjoy doing book reviews, and like it's gotten me to read faster than I did before since I started reviewing books. It's the fourth one that I've reviewed now. Um, and, it, you know, for one thing, like, I don't know what I'm gonna get, so it's a surprise for me, so, I kinda like the fact that I'm basically getting to branch out into, ch- I mean, I'm, I'm only doing, like, I only do, like, kids up to YA, I don't do adults, yet, right now, <clears throat> but, still, like, I just, you know, it's stuff that I've never, I probably wouldn't have chosen, I probably wouldn't have, cho- cho- I probably wouldn't have cho- chosen, yeah, chosen's the right word there, I probably wouldn't have chosen that book off the rack to read it if I was at the library inside, so, for me, it was but said this. Reading a sex scene is just like it was eye opening. I was like, oh my, oh my. Speaking of Pride and pre- Speaking of Pride and Prejudice and Jane Austen, the library recently got a Harlequin a, a well, yeah, a Harlequin novel based off of Pride and pre- pride, pride and Prejudice. It was called Pride and Punishment, I believe, and it's a BDSM book. I don't really know what that stands for. I know what it is. I don't know what it stands for. Um but yeah.
1: I have no answer to that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um interesting though.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's everybody likes to read something, so you know, why not That's true. take a classic novel and turn it into a sexcapade.
1: You know, um, there's the saying's been around for a while that there are um no new ideas. That type of thing, where everything's just a reimagining of something else. Like, there are so many things that are based off of Romeo and Juliet. Like, you know, West Side Story. And then High School Musical, which is kind of based off of, like, West Side Story.
0: Yeah. It kind of is. Yeah, I mean, you know, know, everybody has a readership. I'm not going to hate on anybody for any other ideas. They want to turn that into... I mean no, Prime No,
1: of course not.
0: There's Prime Prejudice versus Zombies, for goodness sakes. That's a thing too. Yeah. Like I- and and there are a couple well probably
1: a couple. Um, like sequels as well that have been written by various other people, like Death Comes to Pemberley.
0: Uh I don't know what that is.
1: Uh, it's it's about later. After Lizzie and Darcy are married and and Lydia and Wickham get into more
0: trouble. I won't go into it now. Okay. I've actually an never read...
1: book, though. If you like Pride and Prejudice, read Death Comes to Pemberley. I've
0: never read Pride and Prejudice either, so I have no idea.
1: You should read Pride and Prejudice.
0: Yeah, that's what everybody tells me. I just haven't gotten to it yet. I think I tried listening to it on an audiobook once. And it was just so much description, I was like, I'm out. Ever since I read *Moby Dick* by Herman Melville, and he t- spent ten pages describing whale blubber, I have just been turned off of too much description in a book. Like, I like description, I like the picture, but if you write, if you like, just I don't know, like it's too much description, it bogs my mind down. And I'm like, I can't carry on anymore.
1: Okay, give it another go, though. I would give *Pride and Prejudice* another go. It's, um, it's it's a classic as well.
0: I mean Yeah, I actually haven't read. It's always
1: a good thing to bring up in conversation if you've got nothing else to talk about.
0: i have actually haven't read very many classics, to be honest with you. I'm not a. Uh... Let's see, the finest classics would be. Let's see, what have I read that would be a classic? Well, I've read most of Shakespeare's. So those are classics, obviously. Um, uh *Moby Dick* is a classic, although it shouldn't be. I think it's really overrated. Um, *Scarlet Letter*. House of Seven Gables. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, Catcher in the Rye. Uh, Of Mice and Men. Uh, so all the things you had to read in high school. Oh yeah, I've never I've never chosen voluntarily to read a classic novel.
1: And that's where you go wrong.
0: I may be. But like it's I'm. A whole different experience when you choose to read it. Yeah, I would agree. I just, I don't know. I haven't. I'm just getting back into reading right now. I don't want to get something that I'm not, I'm not enjoying and get turned off to it again. So I'm being careful when I read. So like, Have I,
1: you read *Love of the Flies*? No. That's a brilliant
0: one. Okay. Yeah. Um. It's also not a girly romancy book. I know. It's also. I know the. I, I know the whole premise of the book. It's very. Yeah. It's
1: brilliant. Yeah, that's
0: very well yeah. No, I know.
1: William Golding.
0: Mhm. That's the author's yeah. name. Yeah. I don't know. I'm. I so I'm enjoying reading again, so that's a good thing. So we're getting there slowly, but surely. I have. Well, I have to read a book about beer. How to brew beer. My next up on my list. That's not really a. That's not really a, you know. That's a procedural piece, I guess. It's like yo here's how you brew beer. Need this and this and you do this and that's kind yeah. of trying to do I, beer.
1: I always forget that those are considered as books too. Cookbooks. I, I never. I, I very rarely count cookbooks as books.
0: Well, does anybody actually read cookbooks? Is my question.
1: Uh, I hope so. I do.
0: Well, I mean, like you read the recipe, but you don't actually like. Well, I guess. Most cookbooks, all they are are recipes. Some cookbooks do have narrative to them, though. So, I mean, honestly, read recipes, do the recipe to make their thing, but do people read the narrative part of it? I guess would be the question. I do. Well, that's good.
1: Um, I have a um, a cookbook that's called The Little Library Cookbook, which has recipes from a bunch of different stories.
0: Hmm. That would be interesting. uh,
1: Matilda, um, you know Matilda, the giant fudge Chocolate cake. Yes. It's got a recipe for
0: that. Speaking of Matilda, um, did you know that Roe Dahl, the author of Matilda, was he yeah, he was actually an ace fire pilot in World War Two and was also a World War Two spy? Yes, yeah.
1: He has some really good adult um stories as well.
0: Yeah, I read I read his autobiography. well, I am not think it's about autobiography, but he wrote a book about his childhood. And I read that in the middle school, it was really yeah. good. But yeah, it's a yeah. cake. That sounds good. Yeah. I, like I said I need to read more, I'm getting there, so I am excited about more things to read. I have a bookshelf full of books, most of them are nonfiction though. That's is why I studied in college most of the time, so but nonfiction is good. There's nothing wrong with nonfiction, it's just it's harder to get through, it's a little slower, but respect to it all. Yes. Alright, well, guys, so we are keeping, we are, we should be so trying this new style where we, we keep our episodes shorter. So, um, we're at the 20 minute mark here, so we're going to call it. Um, but, yeah, so, as per usual, guys, please feel free to find us on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter. Um, email us at podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iHolos, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes the Stitcher app, we're also there as well, and Google Play. I don't know how you find podcasts on there, but podcasts are on there. So if you have, a, if you have an Android phone, an, an iPhone, and it goes to us anywhere, so there's no excuse for us not to listen to us. Um, so yeah, so please give us a listen. Okay, so for Dave.
1: Or if we have any, you know, suggestions.
0: Yeah, suggestions are nice. We like to hear. We, have, we actually have had some people email us recently, and I appreciate that. Um, And people who have tweeted us, too. So those of you who are reaching out to us on various social medias and stuff, you're fantastic. Keep it going. Spread the word. We love you. Um, So, yeah. So that's it for today. So for Dave. And Abby. Have a great day, everybody.
1: Cheerio.